Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports domestics, micro brews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none, all at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. It's one and done, and North Carolina right now is facing that early in this ballgame. Rush, way outside three. Of course. Of course. This game is over. Is it? Yes, it is. Wow. With seven and a half to go in the first half, Kansas pummeling North Carolina. Billy Packer, the late Billy Packer, passed away at the age of 82 last night, and uh, along with Jim Nance. And uh, we wanted to pay tribute to him as well. Well, one of the all-time greats who has put together another great season and has had fabulous material to work with is Merrill Reese. My friend, welcome back. Thank you, Steve. We have had some good scripts. (laughs) Yes. And doesn't that make all the difference in the world when you have a good script? Absolutely. Like, Like the script you had at the Rose Bowl. Exactly. That's exactly right. When you look at the makeup of this team, I remember before the – it's interesting. I've, I've referenced this a couple times. We talked to you before the Detroit game. And you know what's interesting about that? As you said to, to me, he says, this game makes me nervous. And that was one of the tighter games all season, Merrill. It was. It was, it was a scary game. Eagles had to come from behind at the end. But right, you know what so, it told us? It told yeah. us that Detroit was going to be something. And, you know, if, if the season started a little bit later, that would have been a playoff team. I mean, they Dan Campbell did a, a heck of a job with that team. No question. So when you look at this team, what came together as the season went that you weren't sure about that made a big difference in what we're seeing? It was the way, first of all, you you know from talking to me that I have always been at Jalen Hurts' corner. Last year when people were saying they still have to find their quarterback, maybe they can trade for Russell Wilson, or how about let's let's get in the bidding for uh, you know, Sean Watson, I thought they were nuts because I thought they had a diamond. And Jalen Hurts. I was one of the people when they drafted him in the second round. They said, "This is amazing. This is great." And I envisioned him becoming an outstanding quarterback. Not necessarily so quickly, because the difference between last year and this year 
has been significant. He went out in the summer. He went to a quarterback guru in California. He worked at mechanics. He came back as a much more accurate passer and a quicker reader of defenses. And he has been outstanding. So that's that's the biggest thing, the improvement in Jalen Hurts. But look at the way this team changed from last year to this year. You start out with draft night. and Of course, they pick a couple of great players who are going to be big in the future. I mean, you talk about Jordan Davis. His best days were ahead of him. The Kobe Dean will be more than just a special teamer as the maybe by next season he will be a key linebacker for this team. And uh, Cam Jurgens will be the successor to, to, uh, uh, to the, the great Jason Kelsey. But look at the people that helped immediately. That draft night trade to Tennessee to come up with A.J. Brown. I mean, that got John Robinson, the, the Titans general manager, fired later in the season. Because A.J. Brown is a big, big difference maker. And then, right before the season started, right before the season started, they went out and got C.J. Gardner-Johnson from the Saints. And he has been an outstanding player in that secondary, the safety. And there's a guy who missed four games or five games and ended up still tied for the lead in interceptions. And then along the way in free agency, how about Hassan Reddick? 16 interceptions. Right near the top of the league, he has been the number one impact player on the defense. So, And then, then James Bradbury, who the Giants let go, made the big interception last week against his former team. He's been one of the best corners in football, and you team him up with Darius Slay, and you've got great corners. So as the season went along, the, the Eagles showed some injuries, and they showed some weaknesses against the run on the defensive front. So what did Howie Roseman do? He added Linville Joseph, and he added Indomitian Sue. So it was the, the adjustments that they made, and they shored up all of the weak areas. And I'm prepared to tell you that this team does not have an overt weakness. And I agree with that. And But what I find interesting is that when you make the number of moves that the Eagles have made, one thing that is not guaranteed is chemistry. Mm-hmm. And yet, yet they have it. What is it? Is it the is it the player leadership, the locker room? What is it that has brought them all these various personalities of great talent together with a single purpose? Well, I I always believe that it starts with the head coach, because if that head coach has an atmosphere that he creates, then the chemistry follows. So if if that head coach has half the locker room against him and other guys for him and is bickering back and forth. That's a bad thing. Nick Sirianni is is liked. He communicates well. He's not Ted Lasso, as people thought when he first came <laughs> here and had an awkward press conference. He's yep. he's grown in his in his press conferences. He's no longer comparing them to plants, where where, where that got a, a, an uproarious roar last year. But he's comfortable, and the players like him. But he also can be very, very authoritative. He can be very tough, and uh, nothing gets by him. And he creates a very healthy atmosphere. And then you talk about the leaders. Well, who are the leaders of this team? On the defensive line, Brandon Graham, 
Brandon Graham is my answer to the question, who is your favorite Eagle of all time uh, that you've ever met? And, and what I say is, you know, there's a lot of them. I mean, going back to Reggie White and all these guys, I love sure. them. Mike Quick, my partner in the booth. But I, I have always made the statement that I've never met a better person on or off the field than BG. He's amazing. If if you happen to bump into BG in the hall when you when you first arrive at the at the complex at Novacare, the rest of your day has just improved. I mean, he yeah. he sets such a positive atmosphere on that team. He is amazing. Jason Kelsey, a great leader. <laughs> How about the quarterback? How about Jalen Hurts? Everybody on that roster reveals this man. He's very quiet. Very soft-spoken, but he is a student of the game. He's the first one there, last one to leave. I always tell people his profession is football, his hobby is football. Everything is football with Jalen Hurts. He just works to get better every single day. So when you have people like that who are leaders on this team, it really helps. Well, it really helps when your best players are your hardest workers. Yeah. It it sets the tone for everybody else. And look, Hertz grew up in a football family. His father, as a coach, and so forth. But I mean, Merrill, he obviously has worked his tail off when nobody else was watching to make himself this good. When people are watching, yeah. The the, the biggest mistake many members of the media made and many fans was to say that he had modest arm strength. There is nothing modest about his arm or his arm talent. He's got a he, he can throw every pass there is at a million miles an hour if he wants to. He now has he's displayed great touch. You know the, those balls come down a chimney into the arms of yeah. of AJ Brown, who goes up and you know they they talk about fifty fifty balls. I think they're more like ninety ten balls when they're intended for him. And he's got he's got weapons around him. I've I've said that A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith are the best pair of wide receivers the Eagles have ever had in their history. In their history. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what they had in 1934 or 33 or 38, <laughs> but, but I suspect they probably threw five passes a game, so it didn't make much difference. Mm-hmm. But if, if you look at this going back to the days of Mike Quick and Harold Carmichael. People say, well, there's a Hall of Famer, Harold Carmichael, and a guy who should be in the Hall of Fame, and Mike Quick. And I say, you're absolutely right. But Mike Quick arrives in 82, and his first his first year, he had 10 receptions. And that was all, also pretty much Harold's last year. So you never had those two together in their prime. And you had Jeremy Macklin and Deshaun Jackson. They were great. But this these two... These two, as a combination, I think are the best I've ever seen. No, and I can I can see that because they're in their prime, and the game is different today. You mm-hmm. need to have two guys like that today, as opposed to thirty years ago, because the game is is different. Something that they played the Giants, and everybody had a pretty good feel for all the matchups going into the Giants game, because they play all the time. This is one that. They haven't played San Francisco, so no. what's the what's the mystery about this one uh, going into it? Well, the, the mystery is we don't know what's going to happen. A lot of people think they know what's going to happen. Oh, I know. In yeah, this, I know. It, it, in, in this city, you'd think the Eagles are going to 
just go in there and waltz through the 49ers if you listen to some of the talk shows but, and the fans. Now they're going to bury the 49ers. I mean, look, 49ers didn't look that great against Dallas last week, and the Eagles just killed the Giants. I thought the Giants game would be a lot closer than it was. I thought the Eagles yeah. would win, but I thought it would go into the fourth quarter competitive, which it wasn't. It didn't go into the second quarter competitive. But in this case, Steve, I, this this is going to be the toughest test the Eagles have had all year, and it's going to be the toughest test the 49ers have had all year. That's right. That's and exactly people right. Say, people say, but the big difference, the big difference is a quarterback between Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. who has leaped into a spot in the top five in the league against a rookie. But here's the thing. Jalen Hurts isn't going against Brock Purdy unless they get together no. and arm wrestle before the game. <laughs> but Jalen Hurts is going against the 49ers defense. And Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy has done the job. And Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan has put him in position to succeed. He doesn't have to carry that yeah. team. He has to mm-hmm. he has to distribute the ball. Jalen Hurts is clearly the engine of the Eagles. But he faces the 49ers defense, and Purdy faces the Eagles defense. So I think it's going to be—I think it's going to be very, very tough. I wouldn't bet a nickel on this game. Uh, you know what's amazing is that when I listen to you talk, these are all the exact same things I talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, all the time. Nobody it's ever true. knows. And I remember, and I going to the Rose Bowl. I said, I said, you know what? Utah's really good. And I, I, I tell Penn State fans, but guess what? Your team's really good. That's what makes it fun. And that's yeah. what this is. The Eagles are really good. And guess what? The other guy's really good. But They're you're really right, good. though. They're really good. Yeah. I mean, look but at that per- defense. Purdy is expected not to lose the game. Yes, yes. Per- and he, and he, that's what he does. And, and yep. listen, I look at that defense, and I look at Nick Bosa, and I, I say, he's he's scary. And their middle linebacker, Fred Warner. Yeah. Fred Fred Warner is is tough. Yeah. And, and the and guy t- who plays it, next to him, Dre Greenlaw, he's tough. And yeah. and so on so on down the line. And on their offense, well, Christian McCaffrey's he's very good catching or running. And he's he's a terrific back. And they've got the receivers and Ayuk and Debo Samuels and they, you know, I think the Eagles have a great tight end in Dallas Goddard. Oh, but if, if there's one guy who probably holds the crown right now as the the most gifted tight end in the football, in football at least in the catching area, I've never seen anything like George Kittle. Uh, Travis Kelsey's pretty good too. But yeah. but I mean, Kittle makes catches that I I haven't seen before. Last week he caught one off his helmet, <laughs> off his nose, and then pulled it away from the defense at the right moment. He's incredible. Yeah. The city is obviously doesn't like this team. They love this team. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I've, you know. And right now. It's, yeah, <laughs> at this hour. They love them after three or four wins, and they say they'll never lose again. And then they lose again. And then they, they say they'll never win again. So yeah. it depends on the climate. Oh, there's no doubt about that. All right. Uh, they lose a game, they're never winning again. You, they win three, they're winning the whole thing. 
But, the, but there's but there's something different about this team, though, don't you think, Merrill? There's just something a little bit different about them. Well, yes, yes. The the big difference in this team is is a quarterback who can do things that no quarterback has ever done before. Yeah. I love Donovan McNabb. Maybe yeah. there was a certain point at his absolute peak because Donovan McNabb clearly is the best quarterback in Eagles history because the records tell us he he owns every passing record in the in in, yeah. in the book. But Jalen Hurts is only a few years in, so he can't take that crown. But I look at him, and I look at the way he creates a plus-one offense every time he lines them up. That makes the running backs more dangerous because they have to account for the running of Jalen Hurts. I look at the way he works. I look at his athleticism. I look at the way that he's now reading defenses. He has, without going crazy, he has the possibility – and we have to look back in five years, six years, but he sure. has the possibility of being the best quarterback in the history of the franchise. Well, this is something that Jack Ham and I talk about on our broadcast all the time, and you and Mike talk about it as well. There are certain points on the field, and this really shows up a lot in the red zone. If you have a quarterback like Jalen Hurts, I have to spy him. Well, what does spying him mean? That takes one player out of the pass defense, mm-hmm. oh, and it takes away the ability of that same player to blitz. Yes, I, it, it, and it, there's there's a domino effect that the that the that God has given this guy the ability to do that now takes a, that really ties up a, a defensive coordinator because he's now committing a player that he can't use as a chess piece. Yeah, and, and the same thing with the running game because yes. because of Jalen Hurts. Miles Sanders outplayed Saquon Barkley, the two Penn Staters last yes. week. Yep, absolutely. Well, I and, want and you can't to... say Miles is better than Saquon. I mean, they're they're both great backs, but I I think Saquon gets the edge in pure talent. But boy, were they you know Miles has had a great year. Those two those two had statistics that were very comparable. Yeah, they sure did. I want you to have a blast on Sunday. How about that? Thank you. You know, have it, it, I, I'm looking forward to it, Steve. But I tell people, you know, the the best feeling about being a broadcaster, being a player, being a coach, being a fan, is the day after winning a Super Bowl. When your team wins a Super Bowl, <laughs> you wake up the next morning, you levitate out of bed, and every every bite you take in your breakfast, your breakfast tastes better. But if your team loses the Super Bowl, if you go all the way to the Super Bowl and you wake up after a loss, as I did against New England, uh, Oakland yeah. back in 1981, yeah. and against the, uh, the the Patriots in 2004, oh, my, you don't even want to take your head off the pillow. It is the lowest of the lows. So uh, I, hope they, I hope they get there. I hope they win this game, and I hope they go to Arizona. Hope I get a couple rounds of golf in. And yeah. then win on that Sunday and, and, and beat, I think, the Bengals. Yeah. No, the Bengals were really good. And, by the way, my hope is on February 13th, Monday, you mm-hmm. have the tape. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope so. <laughs> I, I hope so. The, the worst thing, Steve, is to go back to – I don't know if you've had this. 
uh, oh, doing bowl games over the years, yes, where they have yes. set up at the hotel, they have a post game reception yep. after the game, and you go back and after the win, it is the greatest oh. thing ever. And after a loss, you don't even oh. want to go in that room. No, okay, Rose Bowl. 2017, Penn State loses on the final play in a field goal, 52 to 49. Do you think oh. I wanted to go into the hotel? No, no. no. that was the okay. Darnold game, right? Yeah, that was the Darnold game. Okay, this time, do you think I wanted to go to the hotel? I wanted to drive the bus back to the hotel. I know, I know. <laughs> and break every speed limit. <laughs> oh, I know. My next door neighbor, Steve Wagman, is on the board yes. at Penn State, and, and yep. Steve, Steve just comes back and his whole family goes out there. They, they, they're still smiling from that trip. Yeah. Uh, and I want this for you again to get that feeling that you had from seventeen. I hope so. I hope so. Come on. My friend, thank you so much for your time. The audience loves you, and so well, do we. You know what? I did 15 interviews from various radio stations this week, every single day, and this is my favorite one, always speaking uh, with you. Uh, that means more to me than you know. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> Take Good care, Steve. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye. Meryl Reese. Now, do you feel better about the game? You, sir, are my hero. Of course I do. He is. Um, you know, it's interesting. I saw an NFL Films piece. I think it was NFL. I'm sure it's NFL Films. Greatest broadcasters in the history of the NFL. And, of course, almost all of them were network, you know, TV network guys, Right. There was one local radio guy on there. Merrill. There you go. How about that? It was a top ten. Merrill. I, I you know what? You know what's interesting about him? Is that he sounds as good, if not better, today than he did ten years ago, twenty years ago, thirty years ago. Right? You want to talk about people like standing the test of time and getting better? He gets better. You want to know why? Because he's got the two parts I talk about all the time. He has the humility to prepare. So I talked about Jalen Hurts when nobody's watching with Hurts. That's Merrill. Merrill, when nobody's watching, is busting his backside to make sure he's completely ready for the game and then the confidence to pull it off. We'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet. No. <laughs> we'll make them. I can tell you that. I'm worried about you. <laughs> I'm not even sure you, you're, you're capable of making it this Sunday. <laughs> Luckily, I have a job to do tonight and tomorrow afternoon, and then we'll make it to Sunday. 
you won't even concentrate on the job. You'll be out there and look, Hurts for three. No, it's no. He's, he doesn't play for this team. What are you doing? What a great play by Goddard. No. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Stock up for a great weekend. In fact, I'd go over right now. I think I said in the open of the uh, show today, think about it. You want to go over, put the car on 1070. All right, listen to the show. Get your full dose of the king. And as you're going over to Brewer's Outlet, think about this. 830 tonight, Penn State, Iowa. One against two in wrestling on BTN 830 tonight. Great. Right, then you got a big, you know, big day of sports tomorrow, and then of course Sunday, Penn State, Michigan basketball at noon, Eagles and Forty ers at three on Fox, and of course on CBS, it'll be the Bengals and the Chiefs, uh, and that will be quite the weekend. You want to stock up now? Imports, domestics, microbrews. Now, Matt, of course had to backslap imports earlier. I mean I mean I, I just you know again we're trying to help the people at Brewers Outlet and you had to get personal because some reporter asked about Santa Claus. Imports, domestics, microbrews, whatever you the customer prefer. Wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Six great flavors of slushies in the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none, all at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. I will now let you introduce our final guest for the week. <laughs> He's a guy that's liking the Eagles maybe on Sunday. We'll have to see, but we'll make our picks in a little bit. He is the one, the only, the king. What up? All the calling, boys. Hey, I need a minute here, here, okay? All right. I know nobody there knows, and then we'll talk football. Nobody there knows about UConn or any of that. Have you followed the UConn women at all this year? I saw Gino Ariema give uh, <laughs> give a little show off a little of uh, frustration with the officials to Holly Rowe at halftime last night. Yeah, well, that's they've been playing with six girls, maybe seven, for almost two and a half months, and they're nineteen and two, and. The, 
they had to forfeit one game because they didn't have enough players. And they're missing their two best players, one who was the uh, consensus number one player in the country, and they're winning. And they're, they, these kids are playing 40 minutes a game. He'll shuffle one player in and a rotation. He calls timeouts so they can just rest a little bit. It's amazing to watch. They're not going to win the national championship because of that. But I, and you know, when you watch sports and you, and then you watch something like that. I mean, a lot of these teams like South Carolina and UConn, when they're fully stocked, come the third quarter, they pull all the starters out. You know, these kids are playing 40 minutes every night, and. It's amazing to watch, and they don't have any superstars. But what's happening is because there's only five of them, they're so cohesive because the number six and seven players they were playing would be the number 11 and 12 players if they were fully stacked. And they're getting good. But they're so cohesive because they play together. And I just wanted to throw that out that I've watched a lot of UConn women and the, and the Sue Birds and Diana Tarazzi, so, you know, you name it, um, Maya Moore. And, uh, I've never seen a team like this, that there's no superstar. They're just playing really well as a team with a lot of heart. And I know they're going to hit a roadblock somewhere along the way there, but they're 19-2 and two, and number five in the country with five or six kids. So, That's how good a coach Dino Ariemba is, I can tell you that. Yeah, to keep them together. I mean, if anybody gets hurt, they're done. That's that's the, the between COVID and injuries, and they just don't have any depth at all, none. And I don't know men or women that can play with that few of players every single night. And it's fun to watch. So, you know, that's all. So. Go Eagles! Yeah. Well, you I'm know, on the Eagle I'm, bandwagon right now. So, well, there were a lot of people who sprained an ankle. They're all limping. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to play this back. This has nothing to do with the Eagles, uh, but this has to do with load management, and this is courtesy of of ESPN. This is Richard Jefferson talking about load and this is starting to creep a little bit into the NHL by the way but this is Richard Jefferson who played for years in the NBA and I did a Richard Jefferson game when he was at Arizona this is what he had to say about load management and remember seven times in his career he played 80 games or better and four of those seven, he played all 82. Listen to this. I don't understand what we want you to do what's been done over the course of the history of the game of basketball. Like, we've sat there, and I was fortunate to come in in 2001. And when I tell you that we, there was one trainer, there wasn't, an, there wasn't a traveling masseuse, there wasn't game readies, there weren't all of the amenities. You didn't have cold tubs, you didn't have hot tubs, you didn't have all of the amenities. And the only thing that has led, we have now teams that are paying millions of dollars to sports science. And they're like, oh, the game of basketball is tough. Let me tell you why. And for all the people that want to go through and look at numbers, you can look at how many games I played over the course of my career, what my numbers were. Let me tell you about why it was important to me, because that's all I'm going to say. My parents, I didn't come from very much. And for Christmas, my parents got me a ticket to go watch the, uh, the San Antonio Spurs because David Robinson was my favorite player. One ticket. 
My dad, who worked security and scrubbed floors and did all this stuff, he dropped me off at the game, gave me five bucks, and I went in there by myself because my family couldn't afford to come to the game. So they knew that I loved basketball. And I was the youngest of three boys, but that was my thing. So they paid one ticket, and I sat in there. My dad went to a bar and watched the game and then came back and picked me up when the game was over. So it's like every day that I stepped on the floor, I remember my father. Yeah. I remember having one ticket and being there and all the families and all the people that were probably just like me. If David Robinson wouldn't have played in that game, like I get emotional thinking about it because I got to stand next to him in game six of the NBA Finals when he was about to go off into the sunset and tell him that he was my favorite player growing up. So I take that responsibility and say, wait, we can't just gloss over this. And I blame the teams. I blame the training staffs because the players in this generation are doing more of what they are told than going out there and leaving it all out on the floor. Because we as NBA fans, not just the fans in that building, you want to sit there and talk about uh, uh, MVP? Then go against Giannis. Be tired and go against Giannis. Mm. And I'm not saying that Jokic is notoriously known for playing in all the games, but that's one that as a team, as a franchise for Jokic, for everyone, you should have looked at and said, we need to manage before or we need to manage afterwards. You're going to go against one of the best players in this league and that's the way it should be looked at. Richard Jefferson. Cool. You, sir, are my hero. This goes back to the story I've told many times about Larry Bird. And the other night, for example, uh, some I know some people that went to see the Cavaliers play Golden State, and Steve Kerr rested guys uh, for Golden State. And he said, I'm so sorry, he says, for all the fans that came out for this. He said, but it's part of the business. Steve, no, it's not part of the business. It really isn't. Uh, it is, it, you know, when Richard Jefferson's right, they've got hot tubs, cold tubs, personal masseuse, I mean, everything. Everything you you could ask for today to get them through a season that wasn't available years ago. So here's the Larry Bird story one more time. Larry Bird's back, as we all know, at, at the end of his career was bad. Right? That's why he would lay on the floor face down when he was out of games. He goes over to the uh, the team therapist at the office in downtown Boston. And he starts working on him, and he says, Larry, you're so tight, I can't, I can't do this. I, I can't do I can't loosen up anything in your back. All right, so he goes over, it's over, Bird leaves. That night, the therapist goes over to the Boston Garden, and he says to the team doctor and the trainer, he says, hey, Larry's probably going to be at least a week. He said, what, what the, the heck are you talking about? He said, well, Larry's going to be at least a week. I said, I can't, get, I can't loosen his back up in any way, shape, or form. They look at him all confused. They said, what are we talking about? Larry's out there warming up now. What? <laughs> so Bird comes off the floor after warm-up, and the therapist says to him, he says, my office tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock, be there. Okay. Next morning, Bird goes in. And he gives him the what for about, look, this is what I think. I'm a professional. This is what I know. This is what you need to do. This is why we do it, how we do it, blah, the whole thing. And when he was done, Bird said, is it my turn? He says, yeah. He says, listen to me and listen to me straight out. There is a family that went to the game last night that had never seen me play before that paid their money expecting me to play. 
I'm not going to let that family down. He says, do you understand where I'm coming from? Therapist said, yep, I hear you. Yeah. More of that, there you go. More of that more of that attitude is needed. We'll come back uh, and get our picks in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. That music can only mean one thing. The show's almost over. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> It's time to make picks. That's what it means. And it's a championship Sunday edition. Is it really? It is. But to what recap. What are the games? What time? Uh, Eagles are and 49 Are they both on Sunday or one Saturday, yeah, both, one Sunday? Both, both Sunday. Eagles and 49ers at 3 o'clock on Fox Sunday. And then at 6.30 it's the Chiefs and the Bengals on CBS. Awesome. There you go. I'll be there. I'm there. I'm all over the Eagles. I don't know. Good football team. All right, I well, like the head coach. <laughs> well, we'll get we'll get to them we'll get to them in a little bit. But first, last week we all went three and one. Second straight week we all went three and one. So that makes me one hundred six and sixty three. Steve one hundred and sixty nine. King ninety two and seventy six. All right, well over five hundred. Yeah. So now we go to the AFC Championship game. We got the Bengals at the Chiefs. We're just going to do straight-up picks, but I'll throw it out there anyway. Cincinnati officially one-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Let's start with the King. I got Cincinnati one and all right. Um, I think it's their defense and the quarterback play and the fact that Mahomes is hurt. So... I think Cincinnati goes to the Super Bowl again. Steve. Burrow is terrific. Uh, their defense, as Kevin said, has been outstanding. But something that will be a little bit different in this game is going to be the influence of Chris Jones. Because that's something Buffalo did not have last week. They didn't have Von Miller. They did not have that guy they could rush off the edge. And I think that made a big difference in the game. Mahomes, I think he's healthy enough to play, and I think at home, Kansas City will win this game. <laughs> All right, going with the Brett Beach is back to the good, Super good. Bowl. All right. All right. You know what? This year, guys, these are the four best teams. So, you know, that there's nobody snuck in there. They are the four best teams. So any one of them can win. Yeah. So. Well, I would, well, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Um I think from the Eagles' perspective, I think the Bengals are a slightly better matchup. 
because of Mahomes and just the way Andy Reid creates the offense. I, I would take him over Jonathan Gannon any day of the week, but I think either way, the Eagles are the. I think the Eagles are uh, would be a, a favorite among whoever wins this game. But having said that, I'm going Cincinnati. I just think Cincinnati's defense is better. I'm not a big fan of Kansas City's defense. Cincinnati's gonna be able to run the football and control the game. Now, I'll tell you, Cincinnati's really good. Their defense is terrific, but you know what? That's one that's I thought the not having Miller last week changed a lot of things because Cincinnati had, has been doing a lot of quick game because of their offensive line. I think it becomes a difference in this game, and that's something I, I think is going to be interesting. That's why I'm going to pick Kansas City is because of that factor. I think you can get more pressure on Burrow. I thought Buffalo was very poorly coached. I, I don't. I, I've watched them quite a bit, and that, that he just goes back and starts trying to throw home runs and starts trying to, to just throw crazy passes. And instead of getting into a flow of the game, they never get into a flow. They never try and establish a running game. They never. I, I don't. That Cincinnati just totally outclassed them. So, I don't that, that Kansas City's a much better team than Buffalo. Yeah, I, I, I was stunned with the way Buffalo played last week. But that's the way it is. And now we go to the NFC title game. Eagles, two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. And the line did go up as the week went on, I might add. Eagles start as a one-and-a-half-point favorite, now two-and-a-half-point favorite. Hosting Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. Steve. Christian McCaffrey, fabulous. Debo Samuel, uh, speed that you really can't put a price on. Kittle's the best tight end. He and Kelsey are the two best tight ends in football. They've got two terrific tackles in Trent Williams and McClinchy. And then on defense, Bosa, Armstead, Warner. All right, uh, on and on. Robbie Gold. My good friend Robbie Gold kicking for them. I'm picking Philadelphia. <laughs> you, you were changing my mind. <laughs> no, see, he was doing that to get me going. <laughs> I knew exactly what he was doing. I changed Excuse my mind. Me. I'm taking Excuse the Niners. <laughs> Excuse me. You got to have a little showmanship on this thing, for goodness sakes. You just, you just can't sit there and be grumpy all the time, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, King. Oh, what you got you now? Changed my mind. Holy cow! Oh. The problem. The problem, is, the problem is Purdy. I mean, that, to be honest with you, why is he a if, problem? He's a problem because, for this reason, he is the best part he does right now is not lose the game. If Philadelphia uh. takes the lead, he's going to be expected to win the game, and I think that's where it's going to become a problem. Oh, I've changed my mind. I'm taking the Niners. Ah, I lost you, King. Come on now. over Brock Purdy. He's my new hero. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're killing me, King. All right, well, I am taking the Eagles, as I mentioned to John yesterday. I think it's 26-21 game. Eagles win. I I just don't see – I see this coming down with you're so even. Coming down to quarterback play and give me Jalen Hurts over Brock Purdy all day. I just want to know what the over and under is on your bathroom breaks during the game. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, we we, we, we can set it at let's set it at <laughs> let's set it at three or four. Three or four. I'm That's definitely writing me down for the Niners. I'm taking the Niners. Brock Purdy. <laughs> I'm all over. I'm serious. I I forgot about some of that stuff. So. Oh uh, yeah, I do look. I mean, yeah. You know. The heck? No. I mean, they, it's, they it's have, like I mean guys, it's easy to say know, the Eagles so. are just going to have their way with them, but that defense is really good. You know, well, Bosa's, nobody's Bosa, had their way yeah. with them. So Bosa is really good. It's it's, it's going to be interesting if he does match up with Lane Johnson because Johnson is playing hurt now. Obviously, Doctor Feelgood is playing a role. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't, okay. Did don't they, don't sit. Did don't they sit play each other think. this year? No. No. No, this cool. is easily this is easily the best team the Eagles have yeah. played this season. For for yeah. a talk show perspective, I want Eagles and KC, but from a Eagles perspective, I want Eagles and Bengals. I got the Niners and the Bengals. Yep. But Brock Purdy winning his first Super Bowl. 